Okay, so we're on. What's up? Q&A in the house once again. Uh, yes. Do you want to kick us off with our review, criticism, and or parody or pastiche of the song Dumb by Nirvana, Q? Yeah. Um, For I legal reasons? Yeah. I, uh, the, sum, the song Dumb is good. All right, there that's you it. have it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I'm going to bring to the table today. I was reading some today. I was reading some Goodreads reviews of the Bible. Um, <laughs> Which version? I don't know. People were just reviewing the Bible, and a lot of them were just like good and stuff like that. <laughs> so I thought yeah. I'd just bring bring that energy. Okay. Um, we also have a guest in the house. We have Pool House, who's. Um, at Nugan Hand Vivo, N U G A N H A N D V E V O. He's uh, <laughs> a popular follow of ours. Do you want to say hi? Yeah, I'm sorry I had to make you spell that out loud and say that word <laughs> out loud. Isn't the internet fun when you have to say it on like the airways? <laughs> um, hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, guys. It's really exciting to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, yeah. I don't even know what your app means. What does it mean? It's it's complicated, but Nugent Hand is like this like original like Jeffrey Epstein style like money laundering operation, very much like the OG like FTX of its time, like CIA slush fund style. But know. it's a whole rabbit hole. Um, Vivo is <laughs> a popular YouTube channel for music videos and was like once upon a time popular to add as an appendage. Not so much now, but I haven't bothered to change it. Wow, I'm Hell excited yeah. to dive into this. I actually just Googled Nugent Hand and there's a whole Wikipedia page. So it's I'll, wild. Start, I'll start there. Um, okay, great. So um, before we get into our conversation with uh, Pool House, uh, what he's here to discuss with us today, A and I wanted to talk about um, our mini, I guess very mini viral moment today, <laughs> talking about Canada's new um, assisted suicide law. Made. Uh, what does it stand for? Like medically assisted instant death or some shit. <laughs> Medical assistance in dying. So that's oh. why the eye is smaller than the other ones. Um. Anyway, this <laughs> this video I found is just this guy who has serious back problems, and he lives in Canada. I don't really know where. Canada is very vague to me. Um. <laughs> somewhere up there. Uh, but he has really serious back problems and he is getting kicked out of his government subsidized housing. And apparently he qualifies for Canada's assisted suicide program. And I just found it so insane. Um, so I posted it and I'm, I can't believe like the left who's just like been talking about genocide of the disabled for like the last three years is not like all over this, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, and then I I quote tweeted your post, which then also got like retweeted a bunch and stuff. So, but yeah, it was what what struck me about it was that like basically this dude was basically like 
government sanctioned killing himself because he was poor. Like that was the, yeah. there was nothing really else. Like he just, he was about to get evicted from his apartment and he was like, well, I don't know what I would do if I was homeless. So here yeah, I am. Yeah. And he was like, I wouldn't survive being homeless anyway. Anyway, it just fucking shows you that. These oh, and also the, the clip that you posted is like from a, basically like a local news kind of propaganda piece where they're like, look at this, you know, man, his situation is so sad. We wish it could be better, but like this might be the best option for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just so, I can't even believe that I have to even talk about why this is wrong or make a case for it, but it's obviously just so um, fucking demented and fucked up. And I can't believe the people who have been telling us all that we have to wear masks and our kids can't go to school or we're murderers for the last three years are not just like all over this, you know, I just find it very funny. That's all. That's my rant about it. Yeah. There's, you also now, the reason this is all coming out now is because in like one month, like in 25 days or something, you can qualify for maid if you just are mentally ill. Right. Which, yeah. Which basically <laughs> means anyone qualifies, you know, <laughs> yeah i don't know do you have anything else i can't be funny about this i just i wanted to bring it, it, up it is hard to be funny about it and i think yeah no i mean i think what's so compelling about it was not even really anything that you or i had to say about it it's like the video it, like the, the video uh just kind of speaks for itself and it's it's pretty horrifying yeah uh pool house you have any thoughts on made I think you guys were pretty funny on it, to be honest. I was laughing. I don't know. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, no, mate, it's horrible. I think it's uh, it's a part of the death cult society that we live in. It's very unfortunate that it's happening in Canada, the place that we all thought we would go to one day to get away from death cult society. But unfortunately, they're leading the charge. So thanks, Trudeau. Yeah, we're just going to do like wood chippers for the poor now. That's like the new plan. It's disturbing. Also, people like me who believe like maybe kind of crazy things can, you know, easily you could see a world where they're like, you know, made insane and then forcibly euthanized. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm diagnosed. Like, I mean, I have tons of diagnosis of like mental health issues. And apparently in Canada, I could just walk right into my doctor's office and uh, they, they would give it to me, I guess. And inject me inject me up with and the thing i found funny when i was reading about the all the the new mental health aspect of it is they were like oh we have to put in a bunch of safeguards to make sure like you know the wrong people aren't aren't getting it and i'm like what do you mean like it's wrong that almost anyone gets this you know i mean i i i don't want to speak to like if i don't know what how i would feel if i found out i had like terminal cancer and i had like six months to live I, I would probably want every, me personally would probably want every second that I could have, but I understand that's not everyone's opinion, but expanding it beyond that is just, I, I can't understand the case for that at all. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I tried to, I tried to troll some of those like disability people on Twitter to get them to talk about it, but none of them would respond to me and I got blocked <laughs> from, a few, from a few accounts. So <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're still, they're still just saying like all those accounts are still saying that the pediatric hospitals are overflowing. So that's all they're talking about. 
<laughs> Sorry, that sounds horrible and it like jaded, but we know that they are. The articles <laughs> themselves say that in the articles, it's just the headlines that say they're overflowing. Every single time when you read the article, they're not like really overflowing. I know it's always the headline makes it seem like it's happening right now, and then the the article is like, well, it could happen if like way more kids got sick and went to the hospital <laughs> it's also just like i hate to say it but like in winter time i mean you have kids a i i'm around kids all the time uh for my job and like in the winter time kids are just fucking sick all the time yeah you know I mean, kids are pretty much just sick all the time like little kids at least it's yeah, just it's like just their normal. deal you know yeah like snotty little brat you know it's just their deal yeah totally um so i don't know i guess but they're but they're still like literally like we have a mutual friend pool house who's like still really into like uh like her daughter had a COVID exposure and she like locked the whole family in the house for like oh, 14 days that and well like, no i go through the same my mom and sister are very very covidian it's 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 problematic and um and honestly like so like i don't want to give away all my family secrets but like my <laughs> niece and nephew and it's like we don't all see eye to eye i guess and it's weird because my family's very like traditionally liberal and so yeah um having to be in this weird position where they're yeah there's it's almost like they have this sickness you know and it's not covid it's like something else and it's it's hard you know so sorry it's very maybe odd yeah get, no. maybe anyone could get made now covidians could get made for being overly mm. anxious it's the only way to cure long COVID, you know. <laughs> I think those people are actually the ones they like want to keep around, though, who mm -hmm. are just like completely yeah. indoctrinated into the whole like ideology. Um, yeah. But well, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. There's the ones getting like quintuple jabbed and shit so <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, I, see if they, we'll see if they last yeah i worry that like made would be used more on like the doctors like there's been legitimate cases where doctors here and in canada are, well definitely in canada are like forcibly institutionalized because they like spoke up that like babies were dying at their hospital like way too much or whatever and then the you know the medical establishment is threatened to take away their licenses um it's happening here with dr meryl nass this uh kind of like famous doctor who's like really, really a wise and like expert doctor on like anthrax vaccines and is not an like incredible person at all. And she's been, you know, had her license taken away and threatened with medical like institutionalization, essentially. And when you start to hear about it, it's quite um, disturbing. Wow. So like this, the idea that these same people are the people who brought you made, it's, it's like a little bit upsetting, you know, it's not hard to connect the two. Wow. 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 But if no, that's for you, it's like I no no shade, like no shade, you know what I mean. It's like if that is really something you need, it's one thing. It's more like think, yeah, like that systemic, systemic approach and like making it like I don't know. I guess they had to do something with like the hot topics in the malls once they like you know started to go downhill. They can just fill them now with like teenage suicide centers. I don't know. It seems pretty bleak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the other thing that i guess before we get into our main topic is the new york times did another like uh trans kids thing and people are just like uh totally melting down but apparently puberty blockers can be really dangerous for kids like it can like it can like fuck up their bone density i didn't i didn't know that because apparently you get you get a bunch of your bone density from puberty so 
Yeah, <laughs> what was the most shocking to me about that was just that the, it was the New York Times who was reporting on it. Um, I feel like they want to get ahead of the curve by doing that of like, maybe, a, you know, these, some of these people who, and listen, like I, we've actually never really touched on this topic on the pod before. I, I don't, I, I have trans friends. I don't think like trans people don't exist, but I feel like the New York times is doing this because they're trying to get ahead of this whole, like, we've been giving these kids, these puberty blockers. And now they have, some of them are getting like osteoporosis at like 25 you know oh, um, God. anyway i'm yeah. excited it's here for the debut of this topic i'm like i got my popcorn out keep going <laughs> <laughs> well i mean what do you want to say your stance a because i feel like we've we've been saying we have to say something about it because we know that our <laughs> listeners think about it <laughs> yeah i mean it's a it's a complicated subject and i you know like I like neither of us, despite what like I, uh, normies who list who <laughs> normies. I don't think I guess I don't know if any normies listen to this podcast, but like for any that would, I guess we could come across as like somewhat right wing just because we're like shit talking the vax and all this stuff. But but like we're really not like right wing at all, and we're both like former lefties. We kind of it, occupy this vague like post left just completely disenchanted with politics and the system and whatever so i don't have like a like a far right stance about this being like a, something that's just utterly wrong or whatever but my perspective is basically that it occupies a disproportionately large space in the discourse and yeah. i think that is um by design and to create um basically you know a culture wars type wedge issue and as well as to you know it's clearly like uh an industry uh, a an issue that the big pharma and medical companies are pushing you know their whole goal is to get like as many people as possible on one a day pills or signed up for surgeries and so there's a whole you know market there for this type of you know gender affirming care quote unquote um that uh does make me a, like just as someone who's sort of generally um opposed to or skeptical of the medical industry of surgery of um you know, messing with people's hormones and things like that. I'm wary and, um, and especially for kids. So that's basically where I come down on it. Yeah. Well said. Um, I, I agree. I, I, I think it, that's always been my biggest complaint is that it, it does occupy this like completely, uh, it, it's a way it, it takes up way too much of the conversation so I um yeah I'm just like I'm just uh I'm, I'm I, I think that's the biggest issue um hey <laughs> I'm in trouble because this huge account with 500,000 followers just commented on that uh that tweet <laughs> which tweet <laughs> The one about the maid thing. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Ooh, I, what I did they say? 
Um, she's, I guess, hi, because she just commented on my thing, and I'm recording the pod right now. Uh, her name, her name is Shoe on Head. She calls herself a bimbo populist, um, and she did post about it. So. You're beefing with Shoe on Head. Oh my gosh! And I'm on the pod the day that you're doing this. this is amazing. <laughs> I love it. I told her I was like, I'm so happy that I got it from you. Like you, I, you know what I mean. Like I was like, uh, I, I was like, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm happy that you posted it. Great, you have a huge following. So, uh, wait, what's we'll the see. beef? I'm not understanding this. <laughs> she, I guess I, I guess I retweeted it, and she was the first one to tweet it. Oh. <laughs> What? <laughs> Excuse me. That's not a crime. So she's mad that your shit went more viral than no. Her it's shit? just my post about no leftists posting about it, and she's leftist. Oh, she's leftist. Okay. I see. So she was like the first person that posted about it was leftist. But I guess my point with the tweet was more that like I haven't seen any of like my friends who are posting like stuff about the Iran protest and like love to just post like you know blm and like that's all they post all day like and they've been talking about genocide for years i haven't seen a single one of them uh i mean leftists are just so retarded about canada like this i know multiple people in my personal life who have like irl like moving to canada meme like you know like it's not safe here anymore or whatever and then any it's like they they just can't see that like what's going on in Canada is absolutely insane. Despite like yeah. anything, any proof that you can show, like put before their eyes. It is. Yeah. Weird I mean, Canada is a weird place. I don't feel like a country should be that far North, you know? Mm. <laughs> I know. Isn't it really just England? I, I feel like we think it's Canada, but then I feel, I mean, I know it, it is its own, what is it its own country? I don't know. The more I understand, like, I don't know, nation states, they're very complicated and they're intricate businesses. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, Canada is a dependent, at least, a client of the United Kingdom. Actually, they're subjects. No, what am I saying? I think she could fire Trudeau. Oh, no, she's dead. Sorry. But um, somebody, whoever's in charge over in England, could fire Trudeau. Maybe that should be our angle, King Charles. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, they're more do cocked want... than the UK. Yeah, they're, they're some not people right do on right-wing Twitter really do want Charles to come back, though. He sucks. Really? No, it's ridiculous. No, he's no, <laughs> no. But that's, well, that's a real the thing. whole like right-wing fucking retarded shit is like thinking that the royal family or some shit is gonna like fix everything. <laughs> it's like they're yeah, they're like... deep state as much as anyone, you know. Oh, I mean, they're the original deep state. Yeah. But uh, did you did you, did you see that the post I did that twenty percent of people under thirty four in Germany are in support of reinstating the Kaiser? Oh, who's still who's who still has a, an actual uh, descendant who's like in Germany, like actively trying to like start a monarchist movement. Wow. I would be aware of monarchism and monarchists in general uh, because I think there's like a meme or like kind of like a, a deep money or like dark money thing going from like whoever the quote unquote new right is because there's a lot of monarchism talk and I think Moldbug or whatever kind of started it or something but like no like no wait, the, the solution to our problems is not like the same problems it's like ridiculous I don't know I feel like monarchism is uh, yeah not the way to go. Right, or that like 
I think it's it's absolutely enough. When when in your life did you ever think, oh, my problems would be better because if I had like a king in my life? Like, no, that's <laughs> never going to be better. We already pay taxes to like a completely ridiculous system, but at least it's not to a king. That's like the whole reason we founded America. Like the idea of monarchism in America is wild. We actually already have it because we have the Kardashians, I guess. But like really institutionalizing <laughs> yeah. that is a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Or just the I whole mean, idea that like the way forward is actually going backwards, you know, I don't, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Who picks well, these monarchs? I guess the, I guess if, if it's an op part of what they're thinking is that if you take conservatism at it's like literally what it, what the word means, it does mean like kind of a nostalgia for the past. Right. And like keeping things, the status quo or whatever. Am yeah. I wrong about that? Or certain no. aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, believing in like hierarchy and uh, I don't know. So, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I guess that's what they're using. Do they even understand yeah. what monarchy is? Though I, I suspect not. I, I don't know. I, I mean, who confers like this royal status? It's usually like the Pope, I think, who like determines like royal families. And I don't know. There, it, I don't know. We already have monarchism in many instances in the world. I think they, I don't know, exist. Um, the Habsburgs are still around. They're on Twitter. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I suspect, and they're probably the ones paying for us to be talking about bringing back monarchism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I think I just like reading about it. I don't, I'm not a monarchist, obviously. And I, I don't think it would solve anything. And I wouldn't, I totally think it could be an op. I think I just like thinking about these like deposed royal families waiting waiting for their day to rise. Um, and I, I like thinking about it because it, it reminds me of something like really demonic, which is sort of what we're here to talk about because <laughs> I I do think that it seems really demonic, like just to like, um, you're just in some like cold castle and you're like, my country will be given back to me. <laughs> <laughs> soon um because that's what a lot of them are doing they're just like living on their ancestral lands like thinking that well i'm probably not a lot of them probably realize that's not going to happen but i think some really think maybe there's a they have a shot at it you know (laughs) (laughs) they're out there i've seen the princess diaries so i believe it's it's all possible <laughs> Actually, was the Princess Diaries an op by these people? It was like starting oh early to get God. monarchism going. I don't know. I mean, seeing crazy and Hathaway, she sounds royal. Well, I actually think, and I do believe this, that Meghan Markle is kind of an op. Um, I think she's a U.S. <laughs> operative of some kind because I just don't buy her whole thing. And I, I feel like the all the press around her is always just so ridiculous and insane. Um, so I don't know. I, I have theories about Meghan Markle. Plus one. No. We sent her in to take them down <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't don't know. worry, we won't. A, we won't start talking about celebrities. <laughs> Meghan Markle is no, but she is an op, and she definitely feels like in this kind of globalist, like whatever mode. I guess not to call her a globalist because it's a bad word, I guess. But you know, she's a part of this kind of um, agenda towards like you know UN and and all these things. It, it definitely feels, and it, honestly, I hate to see how she divided Harry and William. It does kind of feel like an op. 
I guess this is celebrity talk ultimately, but there's something, there's something weird about a woman wearing her like dead mother-in-law's dresses. I find that untoward. And yeah, I don't know. Oh, she has major BPD energy. She really does. And I, I think that she's, um, I personally think she's emotionally abusing Harry (laughs) Um, because I saw this interview where she was like um, talking about how she like was going to commit suicide and she like needed Harry to come out with her that night to make sure she didn't. What? or something and i was like girl if you're gonna commit suicide you're just gonna go to the maid doctor like yeah, surely, you have access, surely you have access to that like you're not gonna <laughs> you don't need like, your husband to hold your hand um and i also think su- people in relationships who say i'm just gonna kill myself are usually doing it in a manipulative way like a lot of the time um i agree yeah no for sure it's like she- if- Sadly, I've known a couple people in my life who have committed suicide and rarely did they use it like that. <laughs> I've only heard, I've only heard sort of like insane, like overly medicated uh, gays and women use that as a threat, you know? <laughs> There's a, there is a trope. Yeah. BPD. Um, let's talk about, let's do, let's do Travis yeah. Scott. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I can introduce this briefly. So yeah, like, like, um, I guess pool house and i know each other from twitter we're twitter mutuals and at some point you posted something in response to like our podcast um pointing out that like you connected with our theory that lizzo is an op Mm, and um and 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 you cited as evidence for that um, a clip of her an interview that was sort of like otherwise a completely uninteresting like actually quite like banal um, like celebrity interview where in the middle of it um, the interviewer asks her where she will what she would like to be doing in ten years I guess the interview is in twenty twenty and she said hmm. What will I be doing in the year 2030? <laughs> and looks like directly at the camera <laughs> and in this like really intense way. And, um, you know, so it's just weird, you know, like MK Ultra trigger type shit. And then, like, you know, the whole World Economic Forum thing about like Agenda 2030 and all this stuff. Um, but I also wanted to to kind of make another connection here, which is that, um, you know, we all know what's going on with Kanye, right? And, and pool house, I saw you posted about this interview with Kanye, um, on drink champs Mm. where he's talking about his like controversial, um, statements and explaining them in an actually pretty interesting and, uh, considered and eloquent way. Um, but during that interview, he also mentions that his trainer, Harley Pasternak, which is, for those who don't know, Kanye also tweeted this like extremely shady tweet from from his this guy who's ostensibly his personal trainer, Harley Pasternak. And it says something like, Con or yeah, you have two options, you know, like you can you can stop all the saying all this stuff and, you know, just like be cool and stop cussing or we can do it like last time. And, you, you know, you'll be in the hospital medicated and 
visits with your her welcome back to zombie land and visits with your kids just won't be the same and everyone was kind of like what the fuck like that is that how your personal trainer talks to you you know and so people were i guess he's also trained other people who've gotten into weird shit like um what's his name the the uh white rapper that died um oh um you know, Me- no not meek about. mills mac miller yes mac miller and, and elliot other page people, like, i think too yeah elliot page yeah. right formerly ellen page and uh and then during this interview on drink champs uh, kanye reveals that uh harley pasternak is also lizzo's trainer all right I've yeah. missed that. Yeah. That's been our big that's been our big thoughts and prayers. I wanna when this comes out, A absolutely gets the credit for the for saying that Lizzo's an off. <laughs> when Lizzo is when Lizzo is standing on the moon, which A, <laughs> a, which a has predicted that we're that the end of the op is gonna be sending Lizzo to the moon. That's part um, of the we, Operation Artemis thing. <laughs> yeah, we said it first, right here. I am honestly still really that Lizzo had a trainer. I know that's terrible. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I shocked, think this, this proves that he's not a real fucking trainer. <laughs> that is wild. And I think you're right. She will be, she will be on the moon. And I, I completely missed that. She was a pastor net client. Great catch. Yeah. List, you know uh, what? They need to give her Wagovi that I was talking about earlier. A eh? <laughs> she should get the injection. Like, yes. Yeah, weight loss. <laughs> Yeah. What if Lizzo um, got really, really skinny? That would ruin the whole thing, honestly. But I yeah. could see that as a weird, like, just a. It, there's every op kind of goes like south in this weird way, where it becomes like abusive to its uh, its followers. I guess in this weird way, like I could see Lizzo becoming really skinny. It wouldn't be they've like, done it a few times, or I shouldn't assume that doing these things but they've done it a few times with like um rebel wilson i think just got skinny and mm. Adele. and it's a, kind of been a trend actually now that i think about yeah. it like, Jonah celebrating these women yeah yeah totally they're all they're all taking wagovi which i want <laughs> that's, what I've heard, that's what i've heard they're doing it's this diabetes medication it's gonna, it's really- it's gonna mk ultra you or some shit i really i don't know about that <sighs> What? What's um, up, wait? Okay, can we back up because I I'm the one who doesn't know. Um, uh, I okay. Here's the thing. I'm coming at this pretty not don't know a lot about it. Okay, because I'm I just haven't read a lot about it. I don't even know really what MK Ultra is. So can someone do a breakdown of that for me first and for listeners who maybe aren't there yet? Um, cool yeah, I could. Sure, yeah, 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 for sure. It's um, well, MK Ultra. It's an official, like, disclosed program by the CIA that ran in the like fifties and sixties, maybe early seventies. But it's also like shorthand for us, like a whole host of mind control programs, essentially uh, involving like surreti- surreptitiously drugging people with all kinds of psychedelics, um, r- like brainwashing, uh, mind control, like mental enslavement alter egos um there's one that comes up in the travis 
uh, Scott kind of discourse of the conspiracy world, which is Operation Monarch, which is kind of like brainwashing like sex victims, essentially, uh, to be kind of like mind controlled sex slaves for presidents and heads of state who would be basically uh, through like drugs, mind control, etc. Uh, and kind of like verbal control. Real, <laughs> real, real quick, pull off. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> that was uh, I love your energy around this. So this is like CIA, we're talking like 50s, like post-World War II. Yeah, so Cold War, yeah. Ostensibly, this is to protect us from what the, like, communists are going to do to us, which is, like, kind of Manchurian candidate, if you've seen that film, like, uh, mind control people to basically be, like, uh, servants of the state. Okay, and this is, and some people, with all the Kanye stuff and this trainer and all that, they think he is being... They, they think the state has these tools and possibly someone is using them, it on him, whether it's the industry or, you know, the regime or whatever. Yeah, they're MK Ultra. So, yeah, like it, it, it came out in, I think, 1977. Um, the CIA declassified some documents and, and other things related to it as part of these church committee hearings, which were a congressional investigation into the CIA and FBI and all these like extremely shady covert ops they were doing. I forget what triggered it, if it was like in wake of Watergate or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and um, and it was it's basically like a big like limited hangout where it's sort of that's like spy jargon i guess for where they the cia or whoever will release like some limited information about a program or a topic and sort of use it to settle any for you know stop there from being any further investigation of that program so like we know that they did a bunch of extremely shady shit like drugging people they actually, I think, basically kind of kidnapped or uh, tricked like people, a lot of like street people, like prostitutes and homeless people. Yeah, to I was going to ask where the government. where the study participants came from. So they were getting like poor, disenfranchised. Yeah, people. and also there's other people like um, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, mm-hmm. was um, involved with MK Ultra and thought military to potentially... too. Yes. Yes um and yeah they they were using it to to um create like killers like um like assassins who they could theoretically like trigger to murder you know whenever they wanted them to and stuff like that um Did but it, i mean is there evidence that like they were able to do some of these well, things the or? official narrative is that no it was not successful and they shut down the program you know just coincidentally like right before the church committee hearings um but uh you know it seems pretty obvious that like it it still continued in some form or fashion and that likely some of the methods that they discovered were successful in some for some like limited purposes or potentially for many purposes that we just don't really know about I would note also in these fake leftist circles that uh, fake um, podcasts like True Non, which is exactly the limited hangout uh, you were talking about, a like um, they really accept this MK Ultra stuff whole, whole cloth. Totally fine to say like, yeah, it happened, it worked. As long as you don't implicate anything beyond like. 2016 all those conspiracies are totally fair game to talk about <laughs> as long as they don't talk about like you know, like travis scott or kanye west that's not okay but mk ultra is fair game 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's... Okay, I get it. So let's move to Travis Scott now. So what is... Like, truly, like, what is... What is... I just need, like, a real explanation, Pool House, of, like, what the conspiracy theory is. Yeah, I think maybe a way to frame this is, yeah, like, a, a, a normie's guide to, you know, this whole realm. Yeah, I'm um, playing the normie role here. I just, I just need to know because... So, first off, I watched the Travis Scott, like all the videos when that first happened. And it was extremely disturbing, obviously to see him kind of continuing with this kind of evil looking show and people like bodies are literally being like carried out of the mosh pit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, so actually maybe let's back up and just, yeah, like say what happened, like what, so like okay, what so earlier the official, this okay. year, yeah. I know the official that. narrative. So the yeah. official Travis Scott narrative is that, they had a concert um, in Houston and it was part of this like, uh, you know, festival or whatever. And there were, the crowd got out of control because they didn't, um, it was at Astroworld. It was November 5th, mm-hmm. 2021. And 10 people died and hundreds were in- injured when there was a crowd rush. And that's, that's the official narrative, basically. And Drake then, came uh, out on the stage. Like, Drake came out, and then, like, things got wild. But he always gets conveniently left out of most of the things uh, that are reported on. I know it's now, but that I is what happened. Know that. Drake was, he made a surprise appearance, yeah. And apparently, as the the youngest victim was only nine, um, and the oldest victim was wow. 27. And... Uh, yeah, that's 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 all there is on like I that's my understanding as a total normie of like what the um yeah, what what happened. So what is the what is the more red-pilled or conspiracy-minded theory of what happened? Um yeah, there's a few one other I think interesting official narrative that kind of went away I think also is this um notion of like fentanyl or maybe like people collapsing both due to this like crowd crushing, that's kind of like stampede, but also like a um, officer who was responding on the scene alleged he was like pricked by a needle or something. It was really weird. And that he like collapsed and there was like this whole like kind of rumor circulating that maybe drugs were involved. Part of me wonders if that was just like the like live nation kind of like PR people doing some kind of spin to like cover their uh, liabilities for like poor crowd management but i i don't know but that is um another element to this is that there could have been some okay. drug use maybe but not really well and honestly and fentanyl yeah, seems pretty oppy to me too in general mm. honestly like the idea that like cocaine is being laced with fentanyl like never really made sense with to me um, zero but anyway no, it's it's totally yeah. an op and it could be related and it's texas so it's close to like the border which i don't know like in the like national imaginary we're supposed to kind of think about those two the same but i don't know the things got weird for like astro world almost immediately i think because the videos were so like fucking creepy it was totally weird to watch these um these videos um and there's already like in hip-hop i would say especially but kind of the conspiracy conspiracy hip-hop circles let's say kind of um this tendency towards like ascribing a lot of meaning to events uh kind of in this very traditional and um really kind of typical way they do it kind of the same way every single time and usually it's like um somebody's in the illuminati if someone dies it's like you know it's a ritual sacrifice um so those things really really kind of uh came up for astro world because 
it was Astro World. It was really weird. It was wild. The whole theme of this event was like a portal, like demon thing. Like if you Google images of the opening of Travis Scott's set, it's wild. There's like fire and demons and he comes out. I don't know. Um, so that was like kind of the beginning. And then there's this uh, story that kind of came out. People started saying essentially that like, demons were involved and that there was like these like people were seeing things and there was lots of just conflicting reports but also very hard to tell who was saying things uh that they actually saw or had heard they'd seen um or uh who was saying things just to kind of get like you know attention on tiktok hmm interesting yeah so, so like what do ahead. you think full house like is there is there like real evidence that this was like where do you come up where do you where do you stand on this do you just find it interesting to read about or do you think that this there's some real evidence for stuff like this. There's, well, I'd say first, just on the surface, I was really annoyed when this kind of came out and people were like, there's demons, uh, whatever. Like, uh, if you believe in demons, which I kind of tend to, I think we tend to live in a pretty dark society that is sort of a death cult, honestly. Um, like, these <laughs> these things happen and people are starting to, like, blame that. I don't know. That's whatever. That's fine if, as far as I'm concerned. But this happened right on the heels of, like, treats discourse i don't know if you remember this but a bunch of like smug like kind of like dirtbag leftists kind of dunking on anybody who had any questions about anything in this case inflation but especially conspiracy theories they love to come after um any conspiracy theorists and this was like catnip for them um because it just like looks crazy to say like demons were involved at astro world and they opened a gate to hell I do kind of think that is what happened, but I don't know if that's like necessarily like what happened uh, um, on the surface. I don't know. I think it's definitely a symptom of like a culture of like uh, just violence and kind of like sacrifice in general. We live in these very like dark worlds. Why was the event so crowded in the first place? It's it's really unclear um, why there weren't more safety measures in place. So whether it was intentional right, like basically or not. They, they were letting people in who or not preventing people in who didn't have tickets or anything, right? They were just like running, basically like running through the entrance way. Indeed. Um, thousands of people. Yeah. Thousands of people yeah. gate crashed it, um, which ended up with this like photo that kind of like was eerily reminiscent of a painting by like Hieronymus Bosch. It was this weird, like surreal thing where it's like art kind of predicted Astro World, which um, is while in itself kind of a strange synchronicity. But yeah, they, they overstaffed the event. It was really crowded. And there were reports that they had like one stretcher and like one defibrillator. And I worked in like events for a long time. I worked in concerts and that is that's unheard of. So either they were malfeasant beyond belief or they were overtaxed because there were more deaths than they actually reported, which is another conspiracy theory that this was actually much worse than we were told um, or they did it on purpose. Yeah, they definitely like I will say the Kardashians like really moved on fast from it because like Kylie was apparently there and like the like two days later it was like Kim Kim Kardashian is dating Pete Davidson and I don't buy that any of these girls dating Pete Davidson are doing it for anything other than like you know <laughs> press at this point because it it makes you go viral every time you do it um but I I really feel like they like rushed that story out to sort of get people to not pay attention to this I guess my question is where where a had mentioned um possibly there being some connection between the Travis Scott cancer uh, concert and the Getty wedding. Were those, were people connecting those in kind of conspiracy internet or were those just two separate events that seemed demonic to people from afar? 
So it's interesting. So uh, this is a weird notion, but yeah, they, I think the people we're talking about them, they happened almost simultaneously in, I don't I know, in the world of conspiracy thinking, which is uh, something that you can, you can get into, I think, without necessarily having to believe literally, uh, because it, I don't know, it, it, you can relax your mind and kind of see these things almost in this meta narrative where they kind of make sense, at least on that like symbolic well, level. I, I, will, I will say that just, I had never thought about how weird the Getty wedding looked. I did go through the Vogue article when it first came out. And when A mentioned this to me, I went back through and looked at the, the pictures and it, it does look insane. And um, if you Google Ivy Getty or whatever her name is, uh, there's nothing online about her, which I find really weird. It's like she has no profile whatsoever. She doesn't seem to be like an Instagram star or anything like that, really. And then she has this like 70 page, like kind of creepy um, wedding spread in Vogue that looks really, ins- uh, it does look demonic, a lot of it. I think <laughs> you know? the Gettys are monarchs, they are royals, and that those kinds of elites are who we are in the conspiracy world, you know, blaming for these kinds of like ritual uh, tendencies. And so I'm not surprised there's very little information about her because they tend to be quite uh, difficult to find. But when there is a wedding, like a spectacular event, um, there is kind of this like ritualistic uh, tendency to sort of like depict it and kind of like the per- for the purposes really of like a magical ritual. And so it taking place over um, the same weekend of Astroworld, whether they're connected or not, it kind of almost, uh, there's almost this kind of just like synchronicity either in that sense, but there's also kind of like a, almost like a coordinated feeling. And these things do tend to happen around um, very specific astrological events as well, or uh, which are carefully timed. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting. I know this is like San Francisco City Hall, but it's like the place or something like that. I think that's what it is. Yeah. City hall, but you know, San Francisco city hall is weird when I'm looking at pictures of it because it's like, it, it looks like a religious (laughs) building, but there's obviously no, um, there are a lot of weird symbols on it, but there aren't any, you know, crosses or star of David or anything like that. So I also thought that was weird when I looked back at the pictures, I'm just like, I don't know. Like I, I know people talk a lot about like the Denver airport and like these public places where there's like these obvious, you know, um, kind of like demonic or satanic uh, symbolism. And I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, also yeah. just like Nancy fucking Pelosi mm-hmm. standing yeah. there was like, you know, if, if there's a demon, it's her. <laughs> I think if someone is, if someone is a demon on this planet, I, I think she's probably top contender. You know, indeed. And City Hall it is sort of a temple in a sense, so it's like a civic temple. So it may not have the religious elements, but in like the context of like Freemasonry, I think, which I think it was probably very much connected with. Uh, you know, City Hall things like that are in fact like religious kind of places, and I don't know. There's like kind of a thread there that is is possibly interesting. Yeah, I mean, I actually went, I I was already sort of into conspiracy stuff when I was even in high school, and I got invited to a Freemason, like, lodge, Um, and I went, like, alone, just because I was super curious, like, what I would witness and what I would see, and it was really weird. Like, I was, like, probably only 16, I drove myself. And when I went in, it was like, there were, they had all these like teen girls that were there ostensibly to like, 
I don't know, like come over and talk to us and like make us feel welcome. And I was like, who are these girls? Why are they here? Like, what is, <laughs> what is going on? And when I went through the, and I was gay, so they're like, women voodoo wasn't going to work on me. Um, <laughs> but when I went through the Ivy Getty wedding, I was just seeing, I, anyway, a lot of people said it was like Masonic. So it just you bringing that up made me think about that. Yeah, well, and there's a whole line of like conspiracy thinking around this stuff that, yeah, it's about like Illuminati. And as you mentioned, Pool House, there's like a lot in hip hop, like, jay-z has you know all these like albums and stuff that ref make like illuminati references and um a lot of celebrities there's like what the the like covering the eye signal and things like that right indeed yeah no it definitely it goes back uh for quite a while i think but yeah i think there's a lot of conspiracy theories it really took off around the song um run this town i think it was with jay-z and rihanna and it had this like really dark like twisted video and there was suddenly like this uh tendency lady gaga actually also around that time i feel like came onto this scene and you start to see like a, a large incorporation of like occult or like hermetic imagery in the popular music space um in videos and stuff and like that whole like thing that like hova sign that um that like jay-z does like with his hands like making that diamond is like a, a classic like example that is mm-hmm. a masonic uh, ritual and there is a tradition of like uh freemasons or like fraternal orders or whatever uh secret societies within uh the hip-hop community as well they, they a lot of people are surprised but black people do have secret societies also and they have um, and they're very much similar to to the uh, other ones the, the western ones and it's quite i know it's quite interesting when you actually uh talk to these hip-hop conspiracy theorists or, or look into it i mean grandmaster flash the word grandmaster is a title in freemasonry oh, and it's you don't really think about these things but it's all kind of there on the service if you start to uh, to look into it i also thought it was interesting reading about more about the ivy getty and trying to find like literally anything online about her um and there's there's truly nothing it's like her dad died in like a really creepy weird way like very sh- like not not too many years before this wedding and she's not even and he was young he was like 51 or something and um, she's not even his daughter with his like actual wife. Like she's like the product of some affair. Um, but clearly, you know, him dying means that she inherited like a chunk of this money. And that's kind of like why, I don't know. I was just thinking about that too. Like it's it's weird that she's like 26 and <laughs> has all this money because her dad died in this like really kind of like mysterious way, you know? indeed and now she's like splashing across you know the world with this like yeah and the way he died just seemed so weird like it just i remember i was trying to find i was reading an article about it and he died in some hotel in san antonio um and yeah they were just all they were just all acting like it was you know (laughs) really normal but uh, his his body was found by this woman, Lanessa DeJong. That sounds like a fake name. <laughs> um, and he died of an ulcer, I guess. Um, and he had been living in this, he was 47, and he had been living in this hotel in, in San Antonio. I just find that very weird. <laughs> 
these like very like institutionally uh, powerful families. I mean, I, I clowned about the Kardashians before, but we really do have American aristocracy, and they do spend you know a lot of their time and energy to keep their names out of the press so they can you know maintain the positions of power. Uh, so that we can blame people like the Kardashians for everything that's wrong and, and not not the actual elites. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've all, I've all, A and I have talked a lot about how, um, you know, a lot of like the Forbes like richest list is just like leaves out like a shit ton of people. Who yeah, the, they're, the real rich people are not on that list. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and like, if you look at like, you know, the Rothschilds, like none of them apply on uh, appear on that list, but it's like they all have they they have. I mean, where did the money go if they don't still have it? <laughs> they, you know I, I mean, they literally like own it. You know, they like I, I guess when you own the money, you don't actually go on the list of people who just have a lot of it. I don't know. It's a currency. <laughs> I've been trying to learn a lot about uh, like the economy and currency. Uh, it kind of like. A, alternative way i guess you could say like what are the truths of like our uh, world financial system that's a whole other topic but it's pretty wild for sure um and i don't know it's 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 interesting so let's 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 take let, let's just say maybe not there is an illuminati but let's just say like there is a, a, a elite group in the world that really uh believes in these like demonic things and like is sort of like you know showing me like in some ways sort of like showing just enough of it uh to kind of obscure it because i do think showing a little bit of it is helpful in obscuring something to be perfectly honest you know because if you keep it totally secret then it seems weirder um what does that mean like what would that mean for us or for like the world or whatever you know like, what do we do with that? Just average people, if yeah. that is true. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we can, I think we can always think about, I don't know, let me put it this way, let me back up. Concerts are a ritual by definition. Like, concerts are a right. ritual, like, that is a thing. And they descend from, like, these traditions that go way back to these, like, ancient kind of, like, mysterious religions or the mystery religions, they call them. But essentially cults that did these, like, really public performance rituals that lasted for multiple days. They were, like, a big, like, you know, like a Coachella of the <laughs> of the Bronze Age world or whatever. <laughs> and there's, you know, evidence to suggest, at least, that those uh, kinds of traditions, if didn't continue, like perpetually through time have kind of picked up or kind of come and gone over time. Um, there's a lot we don't know about them, but things like, uh, like modern performance, like everything we see, like in like musical theater or pop music, all of that is basically a, a descendant of those ancient traditions, whether there's like a conspiracy behind it, I suppose, or not. Um, and so when you take that into account, these people all gathered at this like kind of public ritual our culture is awash in all this imagery for whatever reason we have tons of uh, you know secret uh, society symbols and everything we do we had this event which maybe just poorly managed because of late capitalism and nobody wants to work after covid or whatever who knows but there was a stampede people died it was very unfortunate uh, the imagery on the stage is like see you on the other side is this big message on like the screen and there's like a portal whether that yeah, is it literally actually... says that right it yeah. says see you on the other side yeah 
completely and it looks wild. like There's... a portal to hell yeah <laughs> and we should add and travis scott standing like like in this disembodied voice you know just singing to the crowd people are screaming he it's this point where he comes out over the crowd he's not even on the stage they're yelling at him to stop the show he is singing out of tune and auto-tune which i don't even know how that is possible but it's this weird disembodied moment and it's dark it's it's satanic it's very upsetting and so whether that was a part of a ritual which who knows what that means or not it, it was a part of a ritual because it is a like symptom of this like kind of like i don't know cultural religion that we're all a part of and it just you know maybe is just systematically a ritual sacrifice uh or maybe it was you know by design who knows but i think either way it's indicative of something rather sinister you know yeah well and, and yeah. i also wanted to add that like whatever there are clearly some actual secret societies that have these weird occult practices and that are that are known um one being like the skull and bones um at yale right and like there mm -hmm. we know all about them it's clear you know the bush family um was bonesmen uh, many other prominent like political families and they do these weird meetings and rituals where they're like chanting and fire and shit and whatever. And then also um, the CIA is very intimately connected with Skull and Bones. Mm -hmm. And the, the initial um, CIA leadership was all like waspy, like Ivy League types, many of them from Yale, and Skull, uh, Skull and Bones. Then there's also like many of the founding fathers were Freemasons. And, um, but a more recent example is, um, what is it? Um, Bohemian Grove mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in California, right? And what you have like, uh, Nixon went there. And, you know, we even, um, Alex Jones <laughs> snuck in there and took footage of it. And it was like weird as hell and like pretty obviously like, some kind of weird devil effigy bonfire thing. <laughs> Pretty fucking weird. Um, yeah. So just wanted I... to put that out there that like there mm -hmm. is like, even if you don't believe that the whole government, whatever is like satanic cult or whatever, like there are clearly some instances of these like weird borderline occult secret societies at the highest levels of power. And if you want to get scared, research the overlap is exactly as you rightly said between like cia defense department and those secret societies that's where things start to get like really fuzzy and weird uh and yeah it, it is pretty and 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 the music industry there's a lot of overlap there too uh which are these organs of entertainment which are the like mass messaging of our time so i mean if there was a conspiracy not saying there is or that i believe there is one i, I maybe think there is but there you know what better way would you do it than you would have like these like you know symbols and these messages you know promulgated across these like mass mediums um if you really did believe for example that ritual sacrifice was going to give you power and you needed to do certain things in a certain way um and maybe that's also going to give a great blessing to like the getty wedding also you know it's not inconceivable even if it sounds crazy yeah i agree it's also not inconceivable that these like that some that there are people who you know i don't know why even if you don't believe 
in any sort of like I do believe in like uh you know a spiritual world like i do like i'm ghosts and shit mm -hmm. magic yeah i'm i'm catholic and i've talked about this on the pod before like i I do i do if you're if you're religious like you ultimately do believe in some sort of like unseen world right i mean that's literally what it means to be religious um so i i do i do but i mean i buy that um but even if you don't believe in that it's not insane that some of these people, uh, there are people out there who do believe it. And if there are people out there who there's, you know, billions of people out there that believe it in the sense that they're, you know, Christians or Muslim or Jewish or whatever, in all those billions, there certainly are going to be people who believe in literal, you know, the other side of it and like want to align themselves with that. So that notion cannot be like so far fetched, you know, like that does happen, um, and then a lot of our like pop culture imagery is very satanic. I mean, like the Lil Nas X video that everyone loved and like, mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> he's literally twerking on Satan. So, um, Lady Gaga and Katy Perry and yeah, Lady Gaga yeah. and Katy Perry. And I think it's partially because Marilyn Manson. <laughs> and I, I showed a, a little while back, um, this, you know, Bible passage about how like, you know, one of the things that was uh, supposed to be like, you know, uh, saying the end of the world was close or whatever was this like, uh, was this new religion that was going to be devoid of any like spirituality and it was going to be based around something totally different. And like, I kind of think that that's like what's forming now in like American society in the sense of like, you know, leftism and the, the the whole, all the woke stuff feels like that could be it. There's also this kind of like, uh, you know, adulation of like consumerism and, uh, you know, the, the way we like, you know, kind of like have made false idols out of these like billionaires and things like that. And like, I think all of that is like a contender for this like false religion that people have, um, sort of signed up for, um, <sighs> Yeah, and that's not to let the right the right off in any way either. I mean, they're equally complicit in this if we're going to call it a cult of death, uh, because they support just endless uh, global war and military and militarization and uh, Mm -hmm. the droning of you know like uh, brown brown kids in the Middle East. And it's like so it's just yeah it, it is it is interesting and. I find a lot of the talk around abortion it has this very like, yeah, sort of like death oriented, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I yeah, mean, here's anti-natalist, what yeah. Anti-natalist. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't have like a firm, like abortion is wrong stance. I mean, but I, I do think it's weird that people are like, uh, they have like abortion parties and stuff like that. You know, at least at least it should be a somber thing. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. anyway. I also it's- think it's it's worth pointing out that like even if you don't believe in like they're actually channeling some magic or something um, like dark magic, I think there's a, another line of thinking that sort of views it as almost like a control system, like with for managing like the elites themselves like in group kind of control and management Mm -hmm. right because Mm -hmm. by bonding them together with these 
sort of heinous, like unspeakable acts. It's like almost like the how to join the mafia, right? Like you have to murder someone and that like proves that you're mm-hmm. like, you know, in, right? I can see it kind of functioning in some way like that or like even the Epstein stuff, right? Like, like implicating people in like, um child sex and then using that to like blackmail and control them kind of thing (laughs) did you see that video from kanye i think this weekend where he said basically i didn't murder anybody they don't have anything on me kind of after listing off a bunch of celebrities it kind of implicating maybe or implying that there was like um you know that they had to do things essentially to uh to earn their place and that was after he said his mother you know was sacrificed and dr bill cosby mm-hmm. why do i always insist on calling him dr bill cosby I don't know. <laughs> but his son was his son dr dre and dr bill cosby i guess yeah. uh, their sons were like killed and it was really um he was oh, essentially wow. saying you know that there's this like this you know blood toll that you have to pay to to business in this kind of to be fair he's blaming the jews which i think much like the freemasons and these other things it's very it's tricky i don't think that's necessarily fair to blame any one group of people i think um you know mm-hmm. it's uh, the michael brooks thing like systems uh you know be ruthless with systems and be gentle with individuals but at the same time there are these power structures that do exist and we don't know much about them and so it's easy to ascribe you know a shorthand you know to them yeah i yeah it's true we don't know a lot about them i mean that's just like the bottom line and every once in a while someone seems to be sort of like thrown to the wolves for whatever reason like they can't act with you know they they act with impunity until they piss someone off or they say the wrong thing and that's kind of what's happening with kanye now um and yeah i mean that's that's just (laughs) that's that's what they do i mean if you go off the party line it's like they will uh they'll alex jones you they'll whatever you sacrifice you, know. you thank you <laughs> which is what it's, it is it really is it's this whole scapegoating and i don't know i've mm-hmm. I, i'm not like super into like renee gerard or whatever but this idea of like cultural sculpture of scapegoating is really really interesting and it's i think it's apt and connected to this idea of like releasing energy through like ritual sacrifice and kind of um, restoring balance and harmony and, and power and restoring power to your, your people uh, is kind of the basis for it. And when you think of it that way, it's, it's got really nightmarish implications if that was what their belief system was based on. I also think that people need religion. So it's like <laughs> the elites have to come up with something to replace that. And people will always replace it with something over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like even if you replace it with like soul cycle or you replace it with like, you know, like a and I did for many years with like kind of a social justice oriented mm-hmm. sort of like lens on the world or whatever. I mean, you're just always going to replace it. So I think or some of partying this, like, or whatever partying. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're partying, you're taking drugs. Like I, all of it is, is kind of that. And I, I think that like, you know, it does make sense that <laughs> the elites would sort of want to provide people with something that feels like a ritual, even if it's not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause people need that outlet. They need to feel kind of like, uh, connected to something larger than them. 
but it's yeah. religions that are like not they're not connected to anything truly spiritual or divine they want to provide these like managed religions but they are yeah they, they are the substitute for that which i find that's like what leads to the kind of like transhumanism and kind of the like satanic nature of it whether metaphorical or literal it's it's not about like uh nature or like what inherent you know divinity or grace that's what i find troubling yeah they they want to replace it yeah they want to replace it with something that they control um and well, now it's all the biomedical shit yeah like getting your your booster and whatever wearing the mask you know it very oh yeah yeah over identifying with your uh illnesses that's been huge like mm-hmm. suddenly everyone's autistic like everyone is uh Julia Fox just said she was autistic today. I'm like, what is going on? She might be non-binary, queer, whatever. Like, you got to have some, you know, special thing that makes you, yeah. Yeah, and if you, yeah, all of that seems super, uh, all of that seems super (laughs) bizarre to me. I think it's so weird. Like, the weirdest thing I think is people identifying with their mental illnesses. I find that very strange. Like, I, I think you should like work to like improve yourself. Like, I don't understand why you're like, I am just hopelessly mentally ill. It will never get better. And this is now in my bio, you know, I just find that really depressing. <laughs> it's, it's the original sin of that religion though. It's the inherent thing. Like whether it's racism, uh, you know, or mental illness, it's a thing you can't like scrub away. And so you need the, the religion in order to you know be redeemed. So, pool yeah, house, I was, let me, oh, go ahead, Q. You do it, you do it, go. Well, I was just going to say, like, what, what, how did you, like, get into all this shit? Like, what was your entry point or, like, your path? It's been a long, it's been a long, <laughs> twisted road. I will say, I've been a conspiracy theorist for a long time. I'm, a, like, a super ancient millennial. So, I started with 9 11, actually. And that's a whole, oh, that was a whole journey. I went, <laughs> I've been on so you were like in what your late teens or 20s at that time exactly it was like turn of the century I was 20 years old and so it was just like a wild it was a wild trend well actually even before that I was into some of this stuff I didn't start to believe it I would say until after 9-11 that is the first marked experience in my life where things like I observed I I watched like the history get re-edited in real time and that was like really eye-opening I also watched the first time like a, a movement of like kind of conspiracy theorists or dissidents or whatever just be like imploded from within like on purpose like by design what? and those well, were really explain, explain well, so i gotta back on um, this is just i'm so interested in people's own uh journeys t- to getting into this kind of stuff but like so wait so what about the 9-11 thing what like let's break that down i okay the, i had a moment reading uh <laughs> the free paper like you know those free weekly newspapers in every city i was i was in santa cruz and there was a free like paper that i picked up and like never read but just happened to randomly read <laughs> this article by a guy named michael rupert who's like uh kind of this old school of uh conspiracy guy if you google him he confronts like, the cia director at a compton town hall over the cia crack epidemic in the 90s and that's kind of how oh, he got yeah. his start um he puts out like he had put out like a column that they reprinted that was essentially like called like the road to afghanistan and uh i already had questions like why afghanistan did not make sense at the 
time. I will no. tell you, it did not make sense at the time as uh, a person who was witnessing it and wasn't totally like in the trance. That was also the first time I saw this mass kind of psychosis form because everybody oh, was like mm-hmm. going towards this war. And um, his uh, he outlined this like financial conspiracy. It wasn't like crazy. But it was like here's the Carlyle Group. Here it was the whole network of like um, ties between the Saudis and like the Bush family and the oil. And it it, it painted a, it had a lot of implications. It made it seem as if that like it was not beyond incredible that this uh, thing that didn't well, seem it didn't the liberals used to be able to say that kind of stuff. Like even uh, Ma- Michael mm-hmm. Moore made Fahrenheit nine eleven, right? I mean, to a degree, like yeah. You know, honestly, shit. he he doesn't quite he go he always goes up to the line, but didn't quite yeah, cross it. Yeah. But yeah, totally fair. It was mm-hmm. a liberal. It was a liberal thing. Well, liberal, I mean, what's weird is like what, whatever we're calling ourselves, like liberals are, used to be the ones who said all this stuff. And that's why like I'm here on this side of things is because I'm confused when it suddenly changed. But anyway, keep going with your story. Yeah, but yeah, that, I, 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 I do think the left used to used to be the ones who like pushed back. More skeptical America. of the establishment sure. and of their motives yeah. and the shady yeah. connections behind things. Yeah. But go on. There's go the on. only um, consistency this... in my life is the skepticism. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, no, no, they're the they're they're artificial categories. So yeah, you're, you're correct in yeah. like rejecting it. Just continue to reject labels is my my <laughs> advice. Because um, yeah, it was in fact yeah, it was a lefty thing kind of at that time. But it was it was interesting actually. There it was more widespread than you would expect. And I have this uh-huh. memory of my mom in 2004, her really really normy friend dropping her off this DVD, and it was loose change, like this 9/11 conspiracy DVD that was going uh-huh. around, like in the election, like in 2004, and it was like, whoa, there's people out here, uh, you know, really think about this stuff, and it's it it didn't make sense. There was a lot of things that didn't make sense from the buildings to just the, the timeline. Um, the official report was like total garbage, and like left all this stuff out. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. It, I have a lot of questions, and I, it's, I'm not like, oh, it didn't, it didn't happen. But there's definitely a lot of evidence, at least for foreknowledge. And then when you get into the weird, like symbolism and like o- occult kind of well, layer of it, if you the, apply that, it gets weird. The the uh, thing, the World Trade Center number seven collapsed. No one oh, ever yeah. talks about that. <laughs> like People, it says yeah. it on the Wikipedia page, but like you, no one knows that, or I don't know. It's just really weird. It's weird. It it was it, it it is so everything about it stinks, and the the whole continuity of government things stinks. I actually thought that even at the time, something else was. I feel like we were being primed to expect something else to happen. And you can see video of um, Joe Biden on September tenth, two thousand one, warning us on C-SPAN about how we need to like increase our biodefense spending because there's things like anthrax out there. And this oh, is yeah. like just a week or two before the anthrax attacks, which were like tangentially related. Um, and uh-huh. it's, it's trippy to think about how all these same people from like pretty long time ago uh, were still so involved in um, all of a sudden. Did he have foreknowledge? I don't know. Uh-huh. It, that's a whole, that's a whole can of worms. I, I shouldn't, uh-huh. uh, I'll button that up. I think yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it took me on a journey. I eventually was gang stalked by the Bush administration. No big deal. But I eventually transcended that kind of moved on and just followed a lot of conspiracies. And I will say that the QAnon thing was very damaging and like really pushed me yeah. off. It was the first time I, I kind of turned on it. And I think that was oh, by design. So is that what you were talking about it? The, the, the community imploding on itself um even before that there was like a group called uh, like architects for Eng- engineers for 9 11 oh, that yeah. were like really legitimate likes like people that went and did like 
like the real science (laughs) and like actually prove that like the official narrative made no sense and they were discredited and then there was a lot of like infighting from within uh, much like in uh, COVID now, you see like there's like there's no virus, viruses don't exist type of people uh, that uh, emerge. There was exactly the same kinds of um, ops that went on at that time from like the World Trade Center. They used laser beams to like make them disappear. Like it was it was a hologram. Like really weird stuff uh, that made no uh, sense. That was like purposely put in there to like poison the well. Um, and that felt like completely by design. Um, and I think it's scared like the like the deep state or whatever you, you want to call it. I don't think that they anticipated people to uh, really like glom onto that. Uh, I think the trauma yeah. of the event was easy to, to kind of. Yeah. Look well, past and they, that. they were reckoning with the internet for the first time too, really um, with Indeed. one of these things, which was a big destabilizing and decentralized way that people were communicating and sharing information that wasn't controlled um by the regime in the same way they figured it out for QAnon though QAnon is how they figured out how to use the internet to do the limited hangout kind of like high piper and lead people kind of off the path which was unfortunate because i i i'm not like a maga person but i sympathize i would say with with maga people i I don't think that they're like off base and i don't think the QAnon people were off base i think they were realizing a lot of really legitimate things about the way that the world works but they were being fed a lot of lies and it was clearly it clearly was the pied piper into january 6th which was like i think honestly a huge trap and now you'll notice that that like anybody saying conspiracy theories kind of gets linked back to like january 6 a little bit it's it's a mm-hmm. very nice and neat uh, narrative i feel mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. also january 6 was such a ridiculous day I, oh. I remember that so clearly like i couldn't even believe like my friends were like the a coup is happening i was like what are you talking about like do you even understand what a coup is <laughs> like like you think those people had like a had a some sort of legitimate plan to overtake the government and the military? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It was just th- that day was really weird and preventable. Yeah. Every- Everyone knew. I knew that there was going to be something going on that day that people were coming. Uh, it, much like 9-11, I think, like, the guard was let down. And it, I don't know. It sinks to high heaven. It, it makes, it makes right. no sense. The, the, they had not enough capital security on that day or, you know, only a fifth of what they usually had or something. And, like, why when there's this whole protest and everyone's talking about how they're going to go to the capital, you know? <laughs> Indeed. And the suspicious deaths, like, they blame that for these cops like committing suicide which is un- unfortunate but i don't know Ridiculous. like i don't <laughs> i find that suspicious that five of them did it a month after that's a bit too many in my opinion but it, it just does not make sense i think something bigger was honestly supposed to happen for that as well i think they were trying to go trump into basically doing something like crazy like calling in like the the army or doing like an attempted coup uh, like, like a legitimate actually one. kind of attempting a coup yeah yeah it, that makes uh. the most sense to me i don't know but it was definitely the pretense and actually whitney webb's done really good reporting on like this uh domestic terror crackdown like kind of taking the patriot act and using it against the, the united states citizens instead of against you know supposed foreign terrorists and january 6th mm-hmm. is kind of the start of uh, i think that and it's unfortunate to see fellow citizens wanting to you know turn in their fellow citizens even if you disagree it's it's ridiculous yeah well yeah the, the january 6th there were also other things i think even before that like the um gretchen whitmer kidnapping that mm-hmm. were kind of fell in lo- with that um domestic terrorism narrative and 
but yeah, it was clearly something that they're basically trying to just um, criminalize uh, dissent. <laughs> QAnon was like kind of the op for like leftists to get out of conspiracy world. I feel like it was kind of like the way to discredit it. Like Pizzagate started that. Pizzagate is actually real, by the way. It's a whole other topic, but not not what they say <laughs> it is. There's no basement, but like it's yeah. it's, it's crazy. But I feel like the, all that stuff was like hyped up, and it really alienated you know a lot of the like the the lefts and a lot of the people who would normally like even like amy goodman's of the world you know like democracy now they used to talk about edgy things and they've stayed away yeah. from all of that and it timed perfectly just before covid coincidentally yeah. and you know vaccine conspiracies so yeah <laughs> and knows? i think alex jones is kind of playing that role in some way too mm -hmm. of kind of delegitimizing um you know dissident or conspiracy theory type views and making it seem like if you think anything like that you're just a crazy kook who whatever you know he's a scapegoat yeah, and, it, and yeah, it's, exactly. it's all i mean like that's that's kind of how i feel about like all this stuff now about like um you know everyone's like uh using the term like dog whistle for things like if you say like the global banking system like your dog whistling about the jews <laughs> or if you say uh you know whatever like your dog whistling about this group or that group it's all like a method to like get people to um to shut the fuck up mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean and left and the left now is just completely just and to just everything think not beyond even just shutting up just to to make you think that it's just a bad thing to think a bad mm -hmm. line of inquiry to go down and that they don't even want you to ask the questions because yeah. they're like it's wrong thing like if you even ask a question like that you there's something wrong with you and it's like it's really ridiculous because it's like we should have a stance of just like questioning everything like the our government the people who run our are in our government their jobs should be really hard because they should be constantly having to defend everything they're doing because we're giving them our money, <laughs> you know, like, like well, they're everything. It. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. They're taking it. Yeah. That's my point. And it's like, it's like they should have to defend like all the decisions they make. It should feel, uh, it, they, they should feel under a lot of pressure. It shouldn't be like a, a good job to have really. It should be like a very hard job to have. Uh, I feel like the media should like really treat like the whole every administration and politician like they treated the Trump administration, which was like yeah. I knew every single person's name in that administration. It was overhanded and insane, but like <laughs> at least they put pressure and they actually did their jobs for once. Kind of, yeah, except it was did. all fake too. I True. mean, like, all the Russia shit and whatever you know, it's like <laughs> the same thing. Now they're doing working overtime to put fake good shit that biden's doing you know what i mean it's just it's nauseating i don't know i find yeah. it the media's gotten so out of control like it's wilder than i ever could imagine it would be in like in the united states and the sad thing is it's all this corporate control they're so it, they are able to just shut out any dissenting voice which is very very uh troubling yeah. yeah i mean it's all about making money in the end i mean trump made all those people so much fucking money you know um okay they love that pool house go ahead new question you were already beyond red pilled by the time covid rant came around 
So what was your um, experience of that whole thing? Like as it was emerging, it did was, you know right away? I knew it. Okay. I instantly thought of it as like a nine 11 event. Cause it was the first time since then where we stopped, like we stopped everything. Like the hum of society came to a complete stop. Like the gears came to a pause and that's like, a, that's a psychic moment of like resetting whether like whatever happens you know like that's unusual like the vibe shifted you know and so there was something i knew something was like up i wasn't worried about covid i actually had covid in march of 2020 and like nobody believed me but i actually later was able to prove <laughs> i had the antibodies um and like at, was, i think i, I did know. too actually yeah but yeah, you might still have I the antibodies i don't know yeah. but i i so the whole QAnon thing right I think it neutralized me to an extent where I did, I wasn't looking into it. I wasn't following that kind of media really as closely. I didn't even know where to look for that really honestly, because it had gotten so um, polluted by like the like Q thing. Um, and so I wasn't even into the like back, back stuff. I hated the masks. Like we didn't wear masks. Like it was my partner hated the mask people. And they just seen it, it got wild. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> I, but at a certain point, yeah, I did end up getting like vaccinated because of my job and not because of the mandates. Cause I saw somebody point out that, like, Oh, everyone got says that's their excuse. And you know, actually mm -hmm. um, you didn't have to. Well, I did because I was like actually an office manager at the time. And like, I'd been out of work for a while, I, but I was mad about it. And I didn't want the MRNA. I knew the MRNA was actually like no good and took the risk with the Johnson Johnson. And then almost immediately after that, like the, <laughs> the floodgates opened, God like shone a light down like two days late. And I was like, oh my gosh, I started to like learn all these things. And so since oh, wow. about summer, I would say of 2021, gradually started to realize, uh, increasingly horrifying things to the point where i'm like talking about demons at astro world because anything's possible <laughs> yeah well that makes me feel better then about my timeline with it because i was about the same end of summer it was end of the vax summer 2021 for me when i i kind of i realized something was sketchy and a few of my good friends were like really um opposed to all the covid stuff and telling me it was an op and i didn't believe it i was like no everything's gonna go back to normal after the vaccines and whatever and then when they brought back the mask mandates and everything at the end of summer um here in chicago that was kind of it like a mm -hmm the floodgates open for me <laughs> and mm -hmm. i was like oh shit this it thing did it even for me though like i was so like covid uh you know i like i like was definitely like scared like i i got scared i, I fully am open to admitting that and i did feel really like swept up in the frenzy of it but even at the beginning i i was having thoughts like wow this is really good for the government like <laughs> they have every, they have everybody like you know, kind of right where they, they know where everyone is. They kind of know what everyone's doing. Like, you know, resistance is futile. Uh, even my gay friends were like, you know, it's right to call the police if you see someone having a party or whatever. Like, it was mm -hmm. just, you know, and I was just shocked by some of that attitude. And then, like, the thing that really, like, started to break me was when in New York, you couldn't go inside. Um if you didn't have a vaccine card. Mm -hmm. And at one point, 75% uh, of black New Yorkers were not mm -hmm. vaccinated. So I was like, wait a minute, we're just, 
we're just doing segregation right now. Like that's, that's the plan. Like we're just going to do like, you know, Jim Crow South in New York city. And then like all, you know, all the libs I knew were like, Oh, I just love eating out again. You know, (laughs) Um, just like enjoying their like, you know, black free restaurant experience. Um, So I don't know. Nauseated. I I was in San Francisco, so I am in San Francisco. It was not as bad as New York, but pretty bad. And I had this distinct feeling the first time, and one of the only times I went to like a restaurant and was like asked for my vax card and it was like i remember looking at my friend and like we both knew and i didn't say anything and she didn't say anything but we I, it was like this weird moment where i was like nazi germany like basically which maybe that's yeah. not fair to compare to or not but it was a new system that we had not had you know in this country and it was it's weird uncomfortable you know the people you thought would be the most uh likely to oppose it really caught up in this like mind control mass psychosis you know well, they convinced us that we had, you know, I, I, I got the vax super early. I got it like January, 2021, um, because my job allowed me to do it. And I was like, um, just desperate to get it because it, they had like, they basically convinced me that like, this was my only way out of like my prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, exactly. And it's coercion. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just like, I have to get it as soon as I'm available, as soon as I, I'm whatever. Like, and then there was, and then the funny thing about all that was like, then there was the whole like, oh, people are skipping the line. Like they're, they're monsters. Then like two weeks after the skipping the line thing, it was suddenly like not enough people are getting yeah. it. <laughs> It was like, they switched so fast. And I'm like, don't you think the easiest way to get everyone the vax is just to not have this weird uh, (laughs) tiered system? And then they were like, then they did the whole like, oh, black people need to get the vax first, which was like, uh, that was super confusing. And I was like, what are are they trying to do? Like they're trying, they they want the race wars from 2020 back. Like they want everything to be all like like that again i don't know it was just they stoke so much division and that 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 was shocking to me too about covid is like how they put people in all these different categories and they were like uh these are you know bad people are doing these bad things and they're killing old people when the only person killing old people was fucking andrew cuomo thank you <laughs> yeah, well, we were all shown the light like in like 2021 together and i think that's like mystical and really great i feel like our god and creator like showed all three of us the light and we're all like, kind of in this uh group of people who are kind of like chosen i feel like almost like to come from the masses to understand it for whatever reason i don't know yet but hopefully to get everybody else out of it um because it put us in this weird space where we have no home and we like I found you guys. So, yeah. like, it's all mystical, and I, there is there is a cool vibe that comes out of it that is uh, that is positive. Yeah, yeah, we are building community. So, listen, pool house, we got to wrap it up soon. But could you give us what do you think your biggest advice is for someone trying to, you know, let's just use the term red pill for sake of a better, for lack of a better word, for someone trying to red pill a loved one about oh. any issue? 
you. Honestly, what, what, what mm-hmm. I actually have a good one. So I, um, for my partner, actually, I he noticed that the memes and like content I was sharing with him well, was way funnier and way better than the shit he was seeing from stupid like blue liberal like Bernie Twitter. And he was like, "Why are you seeing all this?" And so, although he was anti-mask even before I was, so like he was already a little bit red pilled, but he was a traditional traditional lib for sure, um, or whatever. And like, I definitely pulled him over through through the content. Use the memes. That's the that's the magic. Use. The, I've been thinking about that too lately. Actually, that's funny that you say that. Now, I'll, maybe I'll try that. Ask approach. people how they know what they know and how they know what they think they know, and really like think about that. Get people to think about that because that's been helpful for me is to think yeah. about how do I know what I know and what do I think I know. Another great one point. thing I've been uh, doing lately with some people, which has worked, especially gay guys, is I'm like I've been just like suddenly out of nowhere saying like. Trump was like really funny, right? And they usually they're like, yeah, he was. I thought about that the whole time he was in office. And like, I didn't feel like I could say that because we couldn't say anything bad about him or anything good about him. Our first gay president, really. (laughs) He was really really able to read people like Mm -hmm. really well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolute queen. Yeah. (laughs) Bring back the monarchy if it's Queen Trump. (laughs) <laughs> do you have any final thoughts hey um no i yeah i just wanted to thank you for for coming on the show i think it was a really um interesting conversation hopefully any normies who who tuned in aren't too freaked <laughs> out but uh i loved it so i you'll have yeah, to come back I'm glad, on I'm glad we're all i'm glad we're all internet friends I'm i'm into it likewise i really am touched and appreciated uh the the invite so thanks i did blast All right. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Ta-ta.